Polyamona Podcast is a collection of stories, opinions, and perspectives about polyamory and the polyamorous lifestyle. I'm Britt Vosicek. I'm the host of Polywana Podcast. I'm not a professional counselor, nor am I a professional polyamorous person. The voices you hear, including the host, offer their subjective interpretations and don't intend to convince you or shame you. We're just letting you into our vulnerable and complicated little worlds, brought to you by the Mockingbird Network. Check. I am the host of Polywana Podcast, as you probably know if you listen to Polywana Podcast. I'm here with uh, my guest, Jonathan Walker. Hi, Johnny. Hey, oh. Uh, we're in the closet today. So, this episode is brought to you by Jay Walker Coaching. Jaywalkercoaching.com. Go get coached. Yeah. Get your shit together. Yeah. Seriously. Is that your tagline? No. Jay Walker Coaching. I would not. Get your shit together. I would not have that as my tagline. <laughs> country is way too conservative for that mm. you think yes what? i don't know i feel like there's like a it depends on the vibe i was going for like i you know there's <laughs> there's there's a couple of different coaches you can be you can be like the the smart aleck like unprofessional coach you're not going to get any clients that way you can be the i'm an athlete uh everything is about blowing whistles kind of coach or you can be like me and try to just be like personable and approachable and mm. you know attractive and all these things johnny is very hot everyone incredibly humble (laughs) how's kombucha kombucha yeah kombucha is amazing um i opened your fridge for the coffee i was like i saw those jars you look like a mad scientist and and like the big ass three gallon container on the counter with with the the spigot. spigot on it yeah yeah that's a perpetual kombucha machine right there so you shitting a lot or what? I'm kidding. I mean, it's a joke. I mean, as much as I should, I suppose. <laughs> um, but no, I I will. I mean, I'm not I'm not selling or plugging kombucha, but I will speak to its health benefits. So yeah, and it's really easy to grow. So go do that. Hmm. I might put something like that on my website. Yeah, I do a little how to. Yeah, that'd be fun. It's super cheap. It's like start off for like fifty bucks, mm-hmm. and then you have kombucha forever. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I've read about how to do it, and it's like. I I can't really keep my shit together mm. enough, mm-hmm. you know. Like you gotta like put it in places, and then like if the mold gets all weird, oh, you know, know. It's, it's a high risk. I don't it's, have very it's much It's less maintenance than a cat. <laughs> if you have a cat, you have to maintain your kombucha less than the cat. Okay. Yeah. That sounds. That's even if you're a terrible cat owner, it's less <laughs> maintenance than a cat. I'm just saying. That's a pitch that I approve of. There you go. That's a pitch I can get behind. That's what's going. It's that's going to be the tagline. Kombucha less work than a cat. If you can sustain cats or cacti, you can probably do kombucha. I want cacti so bad. Yeah? I want lots of plants. I'm about to move into a new apartment. Yeah. Very excited. Do it. Um, tell people I... tell people to bring plants to your housewarming party. Oh, And yeah. you will get like 50 free plants. That's, That's how awesome. that works. I wasn't even planning a housewarming party, but I guess now I have well, to have one. you have to. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. All of you are invited. You don't know my address. Good luck. <laughs> The last thing I need is creepers showing up to my I door. Just, I was about to say, you, I, what, what's going to be surprising is how many of your listeners do know your address. <laughs> hey, I heard you fuck a lot. Here's a houseplant. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Please make eye contact with me. Sorry. I know that's not the majority of my listeners. I just know that the, the kind of people that would show up unannounced at my house and are probably... offer you a houseplant? Yeah, that's what I wanted. I wonder if it's technically prostitution if it's a houseplant. Whatever. That means every time someone takes me out to dinner, it's illegal. 
that whole like this message brought to you by the patriarchy <laughs> moving on we're having fun here at oh, poly totally. one patriarchy oh, oh no oh that would be cool no let's do an episode no no we do not need a spinoff that is just like one just for like a day just maybe like for a ho- like women's day or like christmas <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> and we would just talk. It would be like satire. We would just like talk about the patriarchy as if we are the patriarchy. So I'd make my voice like this. <laughs> and I'd be like, I bought you dinner. Why just, aren't you fucking me right now? Just to me in a really condescending way. <laughs> oh my God. We'd have to have a gender bender episode. Well, I talk like this the whole time because this is how this is how women speak. I know. How rigid are our gender perceptions? Exactly. <laughs> Actually, uh, oh god, <laughs> I'm sure that's is that your mouth breather great. impression because that's amazing. <laughs> that's my well, actually, I've never been more attracted to you than I am now. Um, I lo- tell me about this well, actually thing like you'll go on Facebook posts. No, I, I what I, I think I think it's appropriate to mock the patriarchy and mm-hmm. as, as an extension of that to mock mansplaining. So I will occasionally just drop a well, actually, and not like follow it up with anything. Like I'm not actually oh, trying to explain just the anything. words well just the actually words, well actually and just 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 to like bring awareness to first of all that phrase in particular mm-hmm. but then also to like open it open it up to ridicule mm-hmm. like you you cannot dismantle something you can't take power away from something until you're allowed to mock it until you're allowed to make fun of it mm-hmm. if you put it on this pedestal where you can't make fun of the patriarchy then 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 you're reinforcing the patriarchy to an extent i'm whatever yeah. that's i'm allowing my privilege to speak through me right now so i'm just gonna shut up and no as someone that does humor stuff uh-huh. i'm a comic for those of you that don't know <gasps> um i think it's really genius because of its because like it's so well known now mm. Like the well, actually, like well, actually, uh, duh, 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 like the mansplaining thing that you don't even have to, you don't even have to follow it up with the fake thing. You right. know, you can literally just say well, actually, and it brings up an image of a person that's done it to you. Like it, it brings up an idea of the patriarchy. Like, and it really does say like this is all that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like when somebody mansplain, all they're doing is trying to like get get a word in, you know, and have their opinion be scene and it's so to have right. that little well actually bring up like this huge joke when it's such a small phrase i think is pretty interesting i don't so know i'm I, for it i'm not i'm not i'm not saying that like what i'm that, that 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 is the most significant thing that i'm contributing to dismantling the patriarchy but it is it's i just think <laughs> but it's it is funny. the only thing i do yeah yeah <laughs> i don't even have a job i just <laughs> just do go through facebook sometimes Tumblr. i'm a professional facebook troll and <laughs> this is my bridge welcome um, that's a great sketch idea a professional Facebook troll yeah. oh there's a sketch comedy show I'm working on you oh, guys yeah. like sketch comedy have you gotten all your plugs in get all your plugs in before mm. we get started oh yeah well, I don't know when this one will come out so I'm probably not going to do anything date specific oh I'm sure you guys will hear this before May 6th so on May 6th which is a Saturday mm. I will have my fifth sell your body show mm-hmm. the sell your body show is a celebration of the starving artist consent um, owning your own body performing um, creating art, claiming your sexuality, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it features burlesque, which I will be back doing burlesque. I skipped the last one because of time, but I'm going to do gore burlesque where I take my skin off. Oh. So that's fun. Um, there'll be fire. 
a fire dancer. That's illegal. Don't tell anybody. And uh, some acro cats. They're going to come do some acro yoga for us. Always a good time. Yeah. And some comedy. People are going to take their clothes off and tell jokes. So if you want to come see that and you haven't yet, oh my gosh, please come. It's my favorite show and it is so much fun. Uh, and then my other show is the Probably a Show Show, which is a sketch show that I'm writing with a bunch of writers that are funny. Um, and it's so much fun. And then we like get in writer's room and we eat pizza and we talk shit. And that one's on April 15th. So I'm sure this will be out before April 15th, hopefully. So those are my things to plug. Hooray. Hooray. Right. And we're having a going away party for Johnny, but I don't know when. <laughs> oh, it's at Poly Cocktails this year. Oh, really? Not this year, this this month. This so this year. coming, I want to say the 10th, the 10th of April uh-huh. at uh, Cecil's. Fun. Yeah. Yay. So everyone that listens to this actively and actually hates my guts, now you know where you can show up and buy me a drink and <laughs> get in line with the rest of my haters. Um, oh, whatever. <laughs> You're like the least hated person I know. Uh, actually, that might not be true. I was going to say. <laughs> But I know you're not very hated. Um, hey, guys. Also, I'd like to um, plug that Poly One Podcast will be recording at KinkFest. Mm. I don't remember when KinkFest is. I think it's at the end of April. Mm. So I'm not very good at plugging stuff. Um, it'll, it'll be it'll be relevant by the time you remember and <laughs> plug it on the next episode. Yeah. 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 And it, yeah, it's still a ways away. But honestly, some people don't even know there is a kink fest in Houston. So now you know. Go look it up. <laughs> and you can do some research and have some fun. Um, it's totally what I'm about. I'm not really in the kink community so much. Like, I'm kind of kinky. Um, but I'm actually... I, I should actually do an episode about this. I'm going to my first sex club mm. soon. Oh. Yeah. Like, in a couple Saturdays. So I'll let you know how that goes. But I've just, it's always been like something that I was kind of private about. And, you know, in the past couple of years, I've done a few like community things, but I don't know. I just feel like it's an insult to the community when I show up and I'm like, I just want to, you know, hang out. <laughs> um, but it's really nice to watch people. I like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll talk about kink on the kink fest episode. <laughs> a lot of people think Polly and kink are like the same, you know? And there's enough overlap to where I can kind of understand why they would think that. <laughs> yeah. So some people are disappointed when they find out that I'm not like crazy kinky, you know, yeah. like, oh, you haven't been suspended from anything. Are you even Polly? <laughs> okay. Well, that's not really how any of this works, but <laughs> thanks for knowing two things. Anyway. Uh, so you want to talk about some shit? Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> uh, I figured we were just going to. Sitting here and just shoot the shit for yeah, a little bit. For, for like, yeah. Okay, so today we're going to talk about metamors. Metamors. Sometimes we say meta a lot. Mm. Like we say that a lot, and, and you it, may not know what that means. It occurred to us that we had never defined that term. <laughs> so, for those of you that haven't taken the time to, you know, do a quick Google search, let's let's define that real quick. How do you define meta, Britt? Uh, I define meta as like. So it's someone that is, I, so I know like one degree of separation is kind of like the standard. Mm -hmm. So it's like whoever your partner is dating Mm -hmm. would be your meta. Yeah. But I would also consider like whoever your partner is like talking to or like friends with. Okay. If they're kind of like close enough to be in your cule, you know, Mm -hmm. like your polycule, sometimes I'll refer to those as metas too. So it's anything that's like one degree of separation away from me Mm -hmm. that I still like have a little bit of a, a contact relationship with. 
Yeah. Okay. How would you define it? Probably um, more simply than that. Well, yeah, no, no, no. I, I actually, I think mine is more complex than that. Um, so, and and this is because like I lead a discussion group with like you know 150 unique people that attend, and mm. it's just there's a wide range. So there are a lot of people that that define it really loosely, like you do, that are like a metamor is. If I were to get, let let's start give a really simple definition for metamor, the met, a metamor is the partner of your partner. So you share a mutual partner with your metamor. Mm. So for example, in my case, my polycule consists of three people, myself, my partner, and her partner. She would be considered the hinge, and me and the other gentleman would be considered the metamors in that case. Now, at what point does somebody become a metamor? I think, as you've pointed out, it's really open to interpretation. You know, at, at what at what degree of significance in that relationship do they become a metamor to you? Um, is it just the fact that they're talking to somebody else that they have that they start to have an impact on your life? I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I guess that's different on like a relationship by relationship basis. Yeah, I think it's open to interpretation. Is like the big like disclaimer that I want to put on this <laughs> before we go any further is that you know. Um, if if I were to define my extended polycule by like just you know you know people who like how far out do I want to define that if if I do then I'm practically dating the entire community by extension. <laughs> um, Can I ask for some coaching advice? Yeah, sure. How do I stop dating mono guys? Oh. Is that even coaching advice? Yeah, I mean, I could, I can coach you on that. You want me to coach you on that right now? I'll do it. Are you just going to ask me on a date? No. I mean, <laughs> coaching intervention. <laughs> no. Um, what what attracts you to mono, man? That, I don't know. I'm just attracted. Like, I don't think about whether or not they're mono or they're poly. Okay. Um, I just get, like when they're optimistic about trying to be poly, I just like cut them more slack okay. than I would. So I'm like, Oh yeah, you can probably do it. Let's give it a try. Okay. But I'd prefer to like date someone who's already poly, but people that are already poly already like partnered up or like um, they like already got their shit going for them. Okay. Or they're nerds or they smell. I'm kidding. <laughs> Are they vape? I was going to say, what what experiences have you had with dating within the poly community? I haven't. Okay. I mean, I've fucked a few people. Okay. But I feel like it's easier for people to like not pursue a relationship with me because they have other partners. Mm -hmm. And so like when I, because I'm super busy, oh, that's what it is. I'm so glad we talked about this. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, we can move on. I figured it out. Okay. All right. <laughs> Mission accomplished. For those of you that don't know, that is like 98% of coaching. It's just asking open-ended questions until the person is like, oh, and then I'm like, my work here is done. And I fly away. <laughs> That's super cool. That was actually not a part of the episode. That was a commercial for Jay Walker coaching. <laughs> hey, I'm good with that. Um, but I request that a lot of my partners and I feel like maybe sometimes I push them a little too much mm. <laughs> to like go out on dates with other people. And it's like, I really want to meet the people you're dating and like, Ooh, who are you talking to? Mm -hmm. And sometimes I don't know, like I had in my last relationship, my partner was like seeing two other women 
kind of really casually sexually sort of um but he like really didn't want to talk about it with me Hmm. and he'd get really like private about it and i guess that's a personal preference some people don't i mean to me it seems more positive to like to talk about it and get excited about it with your partner yeah but I think there was a little bit of like fear that it wouldn't work out that, you know, he didn't want to address or like he didn't know how serious it was or, you know, sex was still private for him or I don't know, some stuff like that. But so I've had that like desire and that feeling of like, I want a little meta so I can like go get our nails done and have a good time. Sure. Um, But I never got to have that. I hear it's great. You're really good friends with your meta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. Um. Do you but, guys go get your nails done? Yes, all the time. Um, yeah. No, but I mean, um, I'm going to point out like, you know, yeah, it's it's really super great to have a good relationship with your metamor, but it's also like... Not required. Not required. Like, yeah. if you just don't get along with your metamor, probably the worst thing you can do is try to force it. Oh, yeah, that's good advice. Um, that's, that's like one little tidbit I wanted to throw in there. It was just kind of like, yeah, it's super awesome to have a, a metamor that you get along with, but also acknowledge that the people that you're dating have different tastes in people and that they may like you for some reasons that are drastically incompatible with somebody else that they like. Mm-hmm. So it's okay for you to frankly think that your metamor is a dirtbag and just not associate with them. Uh, and in fact, not associating with them is probably the best thing you can do for the overall health of that relationship. Yeah. If you feel that way about them. Yeah. You know, compersion isn't isn't necessary. Having a relationship with your metamors is not necessary. It's really helpful. Like, holy cow, is it great if you can. But also, if you can't, it's not going to, like, kill the relationship unless you try to force that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or try to overstep your boundaries with your partner. Like, I don't think this person's good for you. Like, I don't oh, yeah, you no, should don't, be seeing don't, them. Don't do that. Don't. Like, okay. Unless it's clear that there is some kind of abuse occurring, Mm -hmm. that I will say. Like, that is the one disclaimer where I'm like, you are being, and I'm not talking about kink. I'm not talking about that. (laughs) I'm talking about non-consensual, either physical or, oh my God, is your phone going off? Yeah, someone's ears are burning. You? It's all these fucking mono dudes. You are the best podcast host. Sorry. Sorry, guys. I'm a real human being. Hate (laughs) to break it to you. Um... I forget what I was saying. Not required. Oh, and okay. So don't misinterpret kink as abuse. And oh yeah, yeah. If if like that's the one thing I will say that like I always I I like to say that there's no one right way to poly, but there are definitely wrong ways to poly, and included in that are like you know abuse. So like I, I will just kind of put that on everything. Like if you if your metamor is abusing your hinge partner, absolutely, yeah, yeah. step up and say something. Um, and 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 intervene to whatever extent you feel is appropriate in that situation, uh, but but other than that, like if you just don't like your metamor, then just stay the hell out of it. Just establish <laughs> boundaries and just be like, all right, you just their time is their time and your time is your time, and and try to draw a line there. Which might be what the hinge partner needs. Yeah, is like to have a separate relationship with separate fulfillments and separate time. Yeah, you know exactly. So let me ask you something. If I start dating my metamor, do they stop being my metamor? Ooh. I think so. Yeah? Yeah, I think they become one of your partners. I guess it's up to you. But I mean, yeah. if I if I were in that situation, I would cease to call that person my metamor and I'd start calling them my partner. Okay. 
Um, or you could do a thing where you're like previously meta, currently partner. Yeah. Just like start slapping acronyms onto the tail end of the relationship. Ah, uh, yeah. That'd be cool. Okay. I refer to everyone as doctor yeah. just to make it easier. <laughs> just MCRSDC, just a bunch of letters at those. Like, what the hell? What is that? What is that all about? What would you do? Um, so, so. For me, the key component of being a metamor is sharing a relationship with somebody else. So in, in my example, if I started dating my metamor, I would still have that same relationship of sharing a partner in somebody else. So I would still consider them my metamor. I would consider mm. all, all of them, all of us to be metamors at that point. Because to me, the core aspect of being a metamor is sharing a love for somebody else and you know conspiring with them on birthday <laughs> plans or dates <laughs> or you know being somebody that, that you can talk to when things aren't going well in the in the other relationships like i don't know how to i don't know how to talk to her like what what do i what do i say in this situation or to just vent mm-hmm. so for me there the key aspects of being a metamor of sharing that kind of a partnership with somebody else don't dissolve just because you decide to, you know, to to have sex or to go on a date. Interesting. My, um, and that's a valid point, and you can continue to, to feel that way if that is your opinion. I, I, well, I will. Uh, but for me, it's that it's not a, a romantic connect. Like, it's someone that's your partner's partner, but not your partner. Right. So, and I think a lot of people find that way, but. That's, that is the dominant yeah, but I also like the term. way that you define it too. Yeah. Of like how like your this person is your meta and your partner. So yeah. when you're referring them like so like in sentence structure, if the subject of the sentence is your female partner and you're dating your male partner, when you hang out with your male partner, um, and like you guys are partners, but when you're like the subject of the sentence is your female partner, you're that's now your meta. So it's just like how you refer to them in the context of. The rotating relationships. Right. I think, I think I'm with you in that I probably wouldn't like actively refer to either of them as my meta in that situation. Like I would probably just, just because like I would succumb to the, the prevalent definition of the word and I don't want to confuse people. Like I understand how most people define it and I don't want to like deliberately like mess with people and, and yeah. have them be like, wait, I thought how did what? But um, also like there's a feeling, I think what I'm getting from you is like there's a vibe of like being so like being a meta like a co-meta sort of you know yeah, yeah and so like that vibe would still exist even if you were partners right and that's that's kind of the point that I want to make is that there's this weird like the the extension of that definition is like as soon as you have sex with a metamor or as soon as you cr- like there and it's it's so arbitrary it's like as soon as X criteria are met this person is no longer a metamor and I'm like no. <laughs> fuck that as long yeah. as as long as you still share that mutual relationship they are still a metamor to you in in all the ways that count Interesting. So, so i don't know it's it's that's that's my own i know nobody agrees with me on that and i'm fine with that <laughs> but i like it that yeah, is what it is i just um want to consume all humans and make them my partners like so, like literally consume them yeah so i want to date every single person in the world okay and call them my partner. Okay. And then they all have to bring me stuff when I'm sick. Mm-hmm. So, the less meta, the better. Cool. <laughs> sounds sounds feasible. Sounds like you should be able to accomplish that. Um, 
yeah, maybe one day. We'll see what happens. I just, I feel like my desires change so much and like every, every relationship I have, every conversation I have changes my whole perspective, like on the world. Mm. Um, so it's hard for me to pin down. And I mean, that's one of the things about polyamory, even like in relationships, you experience so many things that you've never experienced before. And so many people at the same time and you learn all this stuff. Um, so the evolution of everybody's personal definitions of stuff is like really rapid mm-hmm. uh, and really exciting. Mm-hmm. Like it's really cool. All these unique perspectives. Um, yeah. If you haven't been to the support group yet or not support group. <laughs> Hi, my name is Britt. I can't stop fucking people. Yeah. Um, the uh, <laughs> There's a pure discussion group. Yes. Uh, at the Montreux Center. If you haven't checked that out yet, I highly recommend it. It's a lot of people doing kind of what we do, mm-hmm. where we just like say like, okay, here's the thing. What do we think about it? Mm-hmm. And you get all of these like um, sometimes opposing, sometimes, you know, just like little edits, you know, and personal experiences on all of this stuff, which is so helpful because like when you Google something mm-hmm. or even when like you listen to the show, you get like our perspective and then some stuff we've heard. Um, or if you Google it on the internet, there's like these standard definitions of stuff. But when you go to the peer discussion group, you hear actual real people saying what they've encountered. And there's like a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that's really helpful. If you haven't gone, you should definitely go bring your meta. It's uh, Monday nights at 7 PM at the Montrose center and shout out to my boy, Zach, who will be taking over when I move to Cincinnati in three weeks. Much love. Uh, he's going to do a great job. He's already doing a great job. That's um, awesome. Yeah. It's going to be exciting to to start it up all over again in Cincinnati. I've got, got big plans for that. Cool. Yeah. Zach was just on recently talking about oh, breakups. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. Right on. Yeah. He's got a lot to say. I'm excited. I'm going to record an episode with him um, and Spike Miller together. Oh. oh. Yeah. That's going to be fun. And the episode is called, Is It a White Thing? <laughs> That's, yep, that's something that Zach and I have talked about quite a bit, actually. Yeah, is, we talked um, about it a little, like, not backstage, because there's no backstage at the Mockingbird studio, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, between stuff, and I was like, oh, my listeners have to know. Yep, he, and he's he's the right one to ask about it, because mm-hmm. he'll be, and he'll be the first one to tell you that, honestly, at least in this community, the pre- the predominant demographic is uh is white mm-hmm. i mean i think that's true most places i think i think it's well we're not really we can't talk about I, it I, I was gonna say let's <laughs> not get into that we I, don't have an authority on this <laughs> no no uh right and but and and again my experience is limited to houston um mm-hmm. i've i've i don't have firsthand experience interacting in a significant way with any other communities i just know what it's like here mm-hmm. um but yeah, anyway, I'm, I'm sure that'll be yeah. a great conversation. You guys can email us questions too. I'd love to answer your questions on the show. Um, I have gotten a few and I haven't answered them yet and I haven't even brought them in. Mm. <laughs> we'll do a Q&A episode eventually. Um, and uh, especially, you know, for the Is It a White Thing episode, I feel like a lot of people would have a lot of really interesting questions that can only be answered on that specific episode with those people because like I'm just a white girl and I don't really know. Mm. Um so please email us questions to polywanapodcast at gmail.com. And um, when you move, I want to check in with you about building oh, a sure. poly community. In. <laughs> we're going to keep this train rolling, yeah. A new place. It's not It's not going to be the first thing I do when I get there, but yeah, <laughs> it's at the top of the list. So how's the community? Well, we just unpacked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're still, hanging blinds cats today. Cats are really upset with us. Oh, gosh. I'm hoping that by the time my cats are no longer upset, I will have founded a poly community up there so we'll see how that goes 
yeah. that's a good way to measure time and set goals. Oh yeah, is based on the behavior of your animals. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much to the Mockingbird Network for hosting us, for Jay Walker Coaching, for sponsoring us. Um, you can email daddyissueszine at gmail.com to submit um, a classifieds ad to find people that are looking for the weird stuff you're looking for. Uh, and thank you to the Houston Polyamorous Organization. Um, you can go to houstonpoly.org to see what they're up to. Um, and check out the Mockingbird Network as well because there's always events going on. Um, and we're doing a lot more live shows. And it would be really cool if you came out. So that would be cool. Mm-hmm. And go to Jay Walker Coaching because he's losing some weight and making some kombucha and it's getting pretty rad yeah, up in there. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, guys. I love you. Bye. Mockingbird Network.